Hey there, and welcome to the Elevating Resilience Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Teeple. This podcast is all about diving into the real-life stories of adversity, showcasing optimism, resilience, and grit. We are a community of leaders who are focused on growth mindset and the power of resilience to make an impact on the world. Join us each week as we hear from everyday superheroes who elevate their minds and are resilient in their pursuit of excellence. We are stronger together, so join our movement. Subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, share an episode. We would love to have you part of this. Let's do our part to change the world by inspiring those around us. So Kayla, welcome to the Elevating Resilience podcast. Today we have Kayla Richardson on, a senior at Monmouth University. She plays on the girls basketball team. So Kayla, tell us a little about yourself. Um, I'm Kayla Richardson. Um, I am on the women's basketball team at Monmouth. I'm a senior. Um, I'm a psychology major and I have a minor in gender studies and I'm actually a local kid. So we call it on our team. Um, I'm from Red Bank and okay. I grew up in Monmouth County. So like Monmouth University is basically me staying home, but yeah. I love it. So Awesome. Yeah. And what did you play at RBR? Uh, I played at Middletown South because I was oh. right on that border of oh, the bridge. Okay. So yeah. So, yeah. I'd, I'd call myself a Red Bank kid too. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. All right. And you transferred, right? Yes. Tell so us a little bit about that. I... Um, my junior year of high school, I committed to LaSalle University, mm -hmm. which is in Philly. They play in the A-10. Mm -hmm. um, and I spent my freshman season there. And then in May, I mm -hmm. decided to transfer. And one of my assistant coaches from LaSalle actually went to Monmouth. And oh, then okay. I came basically like with her. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was the difference between Monmouth and LaSalle? Um, I think for me, the biggest difference, which is hard, was that my freshman year was COVID year. Okay. So, like, it was a really hard dynamic in the sense of, like, everything was super strict and, like, yeah. mandated and, like, you couldn't really have, mm -hmm. like, a lot of fun. Like, and LaSalle had a rule, too. Like, I couldn't go to my teammates, like, dorms and stuff. So, mm -hmm. it was, like, kind of hard. Mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest thing is, like, at Monmouth, um, it's really familiar and it feels like home. Um, okay. I grew up here. I grew up watching games here, like, the short conference. Yeah girls basketball tournament is played in that arena um, where like LaSalle is more like fast paced. It's in Philly. Like mm -hmm. you have a bunch of different schools around where Monmouth mm -hmm. is more of like a huge community. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that was the biggest difference and just a lot of, a lot of support yeah. um, from Monmouth that I didn't have the opportunity to have at LaSalle just because yeah. the distance from home and stuff like that. And that's super helpful for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. And you said you're getting your degree in psychology. Yeah. What draws you to that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've loved psychology since I was like young. Mm -hmm. um, my freshman year of high school, I took an intro to psych class mm -hmm. and then I took abnormal psych and child psych and AP psych okay. in high school. And I was like, wow. I just keep taking psych classes. I wonder why. <laughs> like, I'm just so curious as to how like the brain works. And mm -hmm. my parents joke around when I was young that I was always asked people questions like, why? I would be like, why? Why? My mom would yeah. do something I'm like, why? Or someone would say something like, why? Yeah. And so then that was a route. I, I was like, you know what? Like, I yeah. want to know why, like, and why sure. humans do this and interactions and what motivates people to do stuff and mm -hmm. how men and women are different and how they think. That's why I got a minor in gender studies and intersectionality to learn, like, yeah. not only the psychology of people, but how the psychology of people change based on your sex, based on your race, religion, yeah. all of those type of things. And so it's actually super interesting that to me. Sound, that, yeah. You're making it sound very interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I love psychology i like the mental health aspect of it yeah. are you thinking of going into the sports psychology route yeah or? so 
I'm right now I'm deciding um, okay. since I'll be graduating in May, mm-hmm. my master's either going into sports psych or doing more behavioral psych or mental okay. health counseling. Okay. Um, I would love to do sports psych if I could stay in that. It's yeah. kind of like a growing occupation right now. That's yeah. like a sure. lot of teams are starting to make it more of a mm-hmm. thing to have a sports psychologist. So I think that'd be something that's cool. Um, but I also really, really like the idea of working like with behavioral yes. disorders and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so, mm-hmm. and I had the opportunity over the summer to work at a mental health clinic and oh, I got okay. to work with children with behavioral issues and yeah. create like scripts and stuff for yeah. like weekly, like just teaching them how to do like the basics of behavior. And I thought it was really cool too. So yeah, we'll see. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, you love it. Yeah, I so definitely do. You're just gonna keep going, and yeah, that's what yeah. helps. Yeah, especially in the psychology field, because mm-hmm. I think it's more year, like three more years of schooling. Yeah, so I'll do basically like two years of a master's, and okay. then like if I want to do sports, like I have to do like a two year specialization. Okay. Um, but if oh. I do mental health counseling, it's a two year master's, and oh, then okay. you do like a year of like residency where you yeah. would like work with actual clients and for yeah. like four thousand hours, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I bet you're really good with kids. Actually, I'm not. Really? <laughs> yeah. For something about kids like stresses me out. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I like working with like teens, okay. middle schoolers, well, yeah. but, like young kids. Oh no, no, I yeah, wasn't talking no, about yeah, young yeah. kids. Yeah, I yeah. just shut off from them. Like, yeah, middle school I'm up. Saying I'm, I'm middle good with. School yeah. Up. yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. No. I'm not talking about little kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only yeah. good with my nephew, and I'm not really sure I'm good with him yeah. anymore. I just feel like they're so fragile. I'm like scared to like. I don't yeah. know. I just yeah. yeah. It's their energy is really, really high. Yes. No focus. And when someone I don't have focus, I'm like, "Ah." so what do you love being? What do you love about being an athlete? So many things. Um, I think it's a sense of like family. Like it's like for me, it's a little different because I live close to school. But Mm -hmm. like even in the simple fact of like, I know that no matter what, I have 15 girls and five, six staff members that I could call if something's going on. Yeah. And and being an athlete is such a privilege. Like there's so many doors and opportunities that have been opened for me and to me just for simply being an athlete. Yeah. And I think it's also so rewarding. Like yes. I don't think people realize like how much you learn being a student athlete yeah. and like the lessons you learn um, on the court, off the court, yeah. um, stuff like that, the support yeah. from community and, and stuff like that. We'll go to like a pizza place down the street and they're like, oh my God, you're on the girls basketball team. And like, they're like, that's so cool. Like yeah. just bringing a sense of joy and like entertainment to people mm-hmm. is really rewarding. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's just. What's the number one lesson that sticks out for you? Um, Sure, there's a lot. Yeah, I think the number one lesson I would say is that it always gets better. Okay. Would be the biggest thing for me. I've had a really um, rocky, I would say, uh, college career so mm-hmm. far. Um, and so on those bad days, it's something I always remind myself. And mm-hmm. I also remind myself, I think the biggest thing is like, don't um, like appreciate your your privilege, your blessings. Yeah. And so like, it's a privilege for me to be on scholarship, for me to be at school mm-hmm. and, and have all these support systems that people don't have. And so I think one of the biggest lessons that I took is that like, it always does get better. Mm-hmm. Like even on those bad days, like I still am so blessed to have the opportunities that I do. That's and awesome. you know, yeah. you can't look at the negatives all the time. It's just yeah. not it's not healthy. It's going to drain you. And so that's something I've really taken with me. Yeah. Yeah. So you you can't say Rocky start to Ange without me digging a little deeper. All right. So obviously elevating resilience. So give me one story that can define how you have totally been resilient and have learned from that experience. Now a quick message to shout out our sponsor, Birkin Manor Real Estate, a family owned real estate company with a team of highly seasoned professionals who are dedicated to giving you a one of a kind home buying experience. Yeah, so I mean, I guess I, my whole story is kind of sure. the story of resilience. Um, my freshman year at LaSalle, I went, um, I went to the doctors like a week before I had to report to school in the summer. 
went, I uh, had an ankle surgery like two years prior. My coach was like, oh, just get it checked out. Make sure everything's good before you get to campus. I was like, oh, of course. Like, I have no pain. Just played a senior season. Yeah. Went to the doctor. He was like, you have a bone chipped off in your ankle. I was like, oh, okay. You need immediate surgery. And so I got surgery August 24th. Had to move into campus August 28th oh my as a freshman. That was also COVID. I couldn't do anything. I gained a lot of weight. Was super just unhappy. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm a freshman. I have to fight for a spot. I can't play. Um, had to navigate that. Navigate yeah. COVID. Um, navigate, you know, just not being happy with, like, my physical levels and, like, my fitness levels and stuff like that. And so that year was really hard. And then making the decision to transfer. A lot of people think it's really easy. Like, oh, like, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. But, like, that decision is really hard. And a mm-hmm. lot of of things go into it. So then I left, came to Monmouth, and me being me, I just kind of <laughs> stressed a little bit, overthink things. And so I was like, oh my God, like I need to lose the weight. I need to be in the best shape of my life. And I overdid it. Mm-hmm. And I ended up my summer after my freshman year going into Monmouth, I ended up in like September being diagnosed with like an eating disorder mm-hmm. um, that year just because I was so like, oh my God, like this is my chance. Like I need yeah. to get back from my injury, like just overdoing it. Okay. I think that's something that a lot of athletes do is like sure. we overdo it. And it's yes. like, uh, not that middle ground and so all in yeah that was something I kind of had to <laughs> had to navigate and it was really hard for me to open up to that and wow. like admit to that because like coach is like oh like Kayla like you look good but like you're losing a lot of weight really quickly yeah. and like even my trainers are like mm, like we would go places I wouldn't eat anything everyone's like oh, wow. oh what's going on like yeah. and I was like no no I'm fine like I was and you know it's hard because like you're validated like everyone's yeah. like oh my god you look great like you're so all my hard. old teammates like you're losing weight and I'm like yes and then I would be like after practice, like about to pass out. And I'm like, yeah. and it took, my, took me telling my mom like two years after the fact of like, really? oh, this is what really went on. Um, and then coach, my head coach, Virginia Bogus, she was amazing. Like yeah. she was like, we have a sports psychologist, like go see Lynn. Like mm-hmm. if you need to miss practice, if you need to leave practice early, like go see her. And that was the best thing that's ever happened for okay. me, at least was like having the vulnerability to be like, yeah, like I probably need Absolutely. to talk to somebody. And so then I was doing well. And then that was my going into my sophomore season. My sophomore season in December, I noticed something in my shoulder was bothering me. I was like, what's going on? Like something doesn't feel mm-hmm. right. Like I was having issues grabbing stuff from cabinets. So I went to my trainer. I'm like, something's going on. And they were like, okay, let's sit out for a couple, like a week or two. Let's go see a doctor, see what's going on. I ended up having a labrum tear and a grade four AC joint separation. Um, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, so it requires surgery. But if you want, you can finish the season and we'll do it after. I was okay. like, of course. Like, yeah. I'm just going to pain manage. We're going to finish the season. I was having probably the best season of my life that year. Um, ten, with a labrum tear, with yeah, the separation. Yeah, like 10 games this. in, you know, I was like, all right, I'm just going to rehab, rehab, rehab. Yeah. Side out for a couple games. Um, probably from like January ish until like mid January to like February, February 3rd. I'm so excited. Coach is like, all right, you're back. Like February 3rd at Siena, you're going to play, um, cleared to go wear a brace came in nine minutes into the game. I go to drive, go to pass the ball. I go down. My knee feels weird. I'm like, Oh my God, what's going on? Like my knee feels kind of weird. Got up, didn't play the rest of the game, but walked out. V's like, my trainer was like, Oh, are you okay? And I'm like, I feel fine. Like mm-hmm. whatever we rehab for like two weeks. Then we play St. Peter's. Like, I'm supposed to play that game, too. Cleared from my knee and all that type of stuff. The day before St. Peter's, I'm dribbling between my legs. My knee gives. Like, just completely gives out. I'm like, okay, something is wrong. Again, I'm really not in that much pain, and it doesn't feel like <laughs> like pain at all. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just like, I don't know. Like, maybe my quads are tight. So I see the same doctor from my shoulder, Dr. Torpy, and I'm like, oh, like, let's get an MRI. We get an MRI. 
I go in. I tell V, I literally look at her. I remember this moment so vividly. I look at her and I was like, I swear if I tore my ACL, like I will be devastated. Like it cannot be my ACL. Aww. And V's like, no, it's okay. Like it's not. Like, And we all thought the same thing. I went in. He says, so you completely tore your ACL and you tore your meniscus. And I just remember that feeling of like, Gosh, no. Girl. Like I worked so hard with my shoulder, with my ankle to like for that moment to like. Yeah. It, it honestly felt crushing. But everyone's like, oh, like, you know, and I took some time to process. Like, that, I think that's the biggest thing that people don't realize. Like, some of my teammates didn't know for, like, a week. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I need my own space to, like, process and wrap my round, my mind around it. But then I had, like, a really long heart-to-heart conversation with my mother, who was a Marine. Both my parents were Marines. So that's, like, Ooh, resilience and yes. discipline is a huge thing in my household. And I was yeah. like, Mom, I don't think I can do this. And, like, it was really hard for me to say that. And she's like, yes, you can. Like, I raised you to be a really strong person. And, mm-hmm. like, you have a support system. You've done it before. Like, this is going to be your best comeback ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you think so? And she's she like, yeah. She just motivated me. Yeah. I was, she's like, do you think so? I was like, you think so? Like, I'm excited. I'm like, really? Like, you think so? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that year, I ended up coming back. I had surgery in March. Did you have my- surgery on your shoulder and your knee? No. So that was the that was the huge also like conversation of like, do I just do both yeah. at the same time? But they're on the same side of my body and they're both about around like an eight nine month recovery and so like okay. i in my head i was like i didn't want one to affect the other like oh i yeah i can do this in knee rehab but now i can't because of my shoulder okay. and my knee was immediate like i had to get it done in order yeah. to play my shoulder is something i can still just mm-hmm. like pain yeah. manage so i got the surgery done in march and then i was cleared in january the following season and i was okay. like that was also something i had to navigate of you know do i come back or do I read shirt last year, your junior mm-hmm. year. Okay. I was like, do I red shirt? Do I come back? Like I only have a month left of the season. Like, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me to like, look myself in the mirror and have that conversation of like, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And like, probably the hardest thing I've ever had to admit was like after nine, 10 months of rehab that I'm not ready. Like I'm really not mentally physically ready to step on a court mm-hmm. and play um, for a month. Like mm-hmm. I just, yeah. and that year honestly probably was the biggest blessing in disguise for me mm-hmm. because I also learned that coaching is something I'm super passionate about and being a coach and hopefully cool. later on in life becoming a basketball coach yeah. and doing all those things because I got the opportunity to basically coach and yeah. and my head coach uh coach B and my sister coaches like they gave me those opportunities like yeah. I was allowed to sit on the top of the bench and help with plays and so and help cool. with scouts mm-hmm. and got to talk to my teammates when they came off the floor like I really got to use that year to like mm-hmm. be a great leader and like use my vocal presence instead of my physical presence and mm-hmm. That whole path like has taught me just so much. Like yeah. I, it taught me that I'm such a strong person yeah. and stronger than a lot of people think, and like stronger than I thought. Like it really yeah. taught me that like there's always a different direction you can look at. Like mm-hmm. instead of me sitting there and being sad and like oh I can't play, I'm just gonna be a horrible teammate. Like it's a choice. Yeah. Like you have to choose the direction that. that you go in. I and I can't, I couldn't help that I tore my ACL. It wasn't anyone's fault. Mm-hmm. Not my fault. Not coach's fault. Not my not the girl I was playing. No one's fault. Like it mm-hmm. happens, and I can't change it. But I can. I have a choice on how I react and my Mm -hmm. response and I can change my mindset. And Mm -hmm. that year I really had to, and it wasn't perfect. Like there's obviously days where it was like, Mm -hmm. I'm so sad. I want to be on the floor, but I owed it to my teammates who were there for me the day after surgery, the day of surgery, calling me, driving me places, going to get me food when I couldn't walk. Like I owed it to them to like help them be successful. And we ended up having a very successful year. So, yeah. yeah. And so this is your first season, your full season, and yeah. you're still playing with the labrum tear. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sure you're rehabbing that mm-hmm. and keep it strong or whatever. And and how is this season going? Is it just a culmination of just this resilience and yeah, blessing? I'm, yeah, and this season has also already taught me so much. Um, 
the season hasn't been what I've expected. Okay. And I think that's also something that us athletes tend to do is that we expect so much from ourselves and we don't yeah. give ourselves like a space or leniency to, you know, fail or mm-hmm. or have bad days. And so, you know, obviously me, I'm like, okay, I haven't played in three years. Like this is going to be my year. Yeah. And it hasn't. And that's okay. Yeah. Like yeah. that's really okay. And I've yeah. accepted that. And in such a positive way, like, you know, it's hard to come back from as many injuries as I've had. Sure. As I've had. And mm-hmm. for me, it's like, I'm still here. Like, yeah. I'm still doing it. Like, I'm still going to practice every day. I'm you still are. competing. I'm still walking on two legs, like, <laughs> at this point. And so um, it might not be exactly what I wanted it to be and how I scripted it, but that's also the fun of being an athlete. It yep. never goes as planned. Nope. And it's really – we have a thing that we say in our um, at Monmouth. It's part of our culture. Um, it's called NAB. Like, we have NES, NES time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the N stands for navigate. And we always say, like, what's important now? And, like, for me, like – What's important now is just feeling like my best self. Do mm-hmm. I go to practice every day and give everything I have? Do I go to rehab and give everything I have? Does my body feel good? Am I being a good teammate? Am I excited for my future? Am I handling stuff off the court academically to prepare myself for the future? And so I think that's been a huge thing for yeah. me this year. It's just navigating the ups and downs and and recovery because not only was I cleared last year, but that doesn't mean like I'm back. Yeah. Like it takes yeah. time. And, and sure. that's what people like, I think sometimes forget as an athlete, like we don't give ourselves that you space. Don't. You don't think you do because you no. only, I mean, honestly, you have an all in mentality. That's yeah. what we have. So to take a step back and, and recover and refresh and refocus is really hard mm-hmm. for an athlete, but yeah. it's necessary Yes, because you're going to have to do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, and that space is what you need. So yeah. you'll have again next year because you had the red shirt year. I'll have two. I have oh, a COVID really? year and a red shirt year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love this. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So yeah. So you do have. Yeah. And it's important that you said that about the expectation because mm-hmm. it's like, uh, this is my year. This is yeah. it. And then it's like lower those expectations mm-hmm. and just be. Yeah. Just had Dante say, be where your feet are. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's a big thing we say too on our team. Like that's a big saying where I was like, be where your feet are. Yeah. And control the controllables. Yes. Like I can Mm -hmm. only control me and my reactions and my mood and my energy. Like my team is huge on energy Mm -hmm. of like, we always say juice, which is like jacked up, insane, contagious energy. Mm -hmm. And like your energy is always contagious. Whether negative, if you don't, if you're not bringing positive energy that's contagious, mm-hmm. you're bringing negative energy that's contagious. Mm-hmm. And that's also a choice that you have to make every day. And mm-hmm. not everybody's going to be perfect, but yeah. you have to constantly make that choice. Yeah. And I think that's also taught me a lot about life. Like, mm-hmm. there's always going to be choices that yeah. I can make. Like, there's always a choice. And it's always. just the direction and mindset that I have to shift to make the right choice. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys, as teammates, hold each other accountable to be juiced? Do you, if somebody's coming in with that negativity, are you close enough to be like, hey, you know what? Like, let's go. Um, Are you comfortable having those hard conversations amongst each other? I think other? we're learning to. You're learning Yeah, to. and that's okay. something that we've really, the last few weeks and during like nest time and team meetings that we've really talked about is like awesome. having the love enough for each other to want to see each of us be our best selves. Okay. Because people, I think when you're like, oh, I'm going to hold this person accountable, like, hey, like your energy's off today. Like you need to bring it. Yeah. Is like, oh no, this person's coming at me or whatever, whatever yeah. the case may be. Mm-hmm. But like how we reword it at Monmouth is like, I love you enough to make you your best self. Yeah. Like I love you enough to be honest with you and yeah. not let you, you know, bring yourself down and bring the team mm-hmm. down. And so we're really working on that accountability. You know, we're yeah. still a very new team. We have eight new players oh, wow. and eight returners. So it's still like we have five mm-hmm. freshmen. Um, I'm coming back. I haven't played in seasons. We have three transfers. So it's like wow. a lot of new people and a lot of new pieces. And I think we're all learning and we do a really good job of having conversations in our locker room of like, how do you respond and what do you respond to? Yeah. Cause you know, everyone's different. Like I'm not one of those people who like, like yeah. I have energy, but my energy is different than some of my yeah. teammates. Like I'm not like a, whoa, I'm going to scream no. and yell, but I'm yeah. just like a good pass. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, and then when I'm like having a bad day, I just need like a pat on the back. Like you're yeah. good. 
and that's yeah. all I need. And other people need more and other people yeah. need less. So I think also respecting that and learning that about each other yes. can go a long way. Oh, sure. Yeah. And that you're taking the time to do it. Yeah. Because that's what's changed your culture at Mama. For sure. Like when we had your coach on here, I was just so insanely impressed by the things that she was saying and hearing you repeat them so confidently and so bought in yeah. passionately. That's yeah. just really cool to hear. Yeah. And yeah. she's really good at like, for her, like the most important thing is our culture mm -hmm. because she also emphasizes that our culture will take you places in life. Like yes. we have, like I said, Ness, navigate. Mm -hmm. Like you're always going to have to navigate obstacles in life and like yeah. what's important now. And then we have energize, yeah. E, you know, mm -hmm. jacked up and tank contagious energy. Yeah. And we have S, iron sharpens iron, which mm -hmm. is always the case. So you always want to put yourself in situations where you're with people who are making you better and yeah. you guys are continually to like grow and build on yeah. each other. And then trust yeah. is the last thing that you have to trust each other. And that's a huge thing when you're on a team, especially yeah. a team like uh, a team sport like basketball. Like mm -hmm. you've got to have that trust on and off the court for your process, your teammates, your coaches, all of that. And mm -hmm. so she does a really good job of making sure like the culture is known and that I'm not going to bring anyone in who doesn't support our culture. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to hold you accountable to our, especially our seniors to like yeah. push that culture forward and teach everyone else because yeah. without culture and without a discipline and without like your core values like you a team is nothing no. yeah no you don't and yeah. what's really cool is and i hope people listening athletes coaches um parents listening to this conversation is you didn't go into anything about performance you went completely into this direction that mm -hmm is lighting you up completely when you talk. And mm -hmm. that's the experience you're getting, which every athlete deserves. Right. And that's what like the big thing with All In is to make sure that we're doing that for every athlete. That mm -hmm. every team is blessed with a coach like you have. Mm -hmm. And every team is blessed with teammates like you have. And yeah. blessed with a Kayla. Like this is <laughs> like that story blows my mind with yeah. injury. Like, I mean, right off the bat, like the the top five stressors of athletes is coming back from injury is the transfer process, right? Yep. Is taking time to step away and be look outside looking in almost. Even mm -hmm. though you're inside it, like yeah, you know, definitely. you're looking in. The fourth thing is mindset, changing it and making a decision not to blame. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth the fifth thing is like staying in the moment to learn what needs to be learned so what you can do with the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And it's it's cool that like you're getting it yeah. every step of the way, mm -hmm. which is which is great to change the culture in athletics as a whole yeah definitely for sure you know mm -hmm. um so i guess what's one piece of advice that you would give like a young athlete i would say lo love and live in your process mm -hmm. and i would just tell honestly i would tell them to, re to relax <laughs> yes <laughs> um just to slow down uh -huh. um especially in today's athletics world i think everything happens so fast mm -hmm. and everyone wants it to happen so fast and and one of the biggest things that I struggle with and that I would give also advice to younger is don't compare yourself. Don't compare your story. Don't compare your process. Don't compare how you look. Don't compare your skill set. None of that. Um, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're always going to find as humans being a psych major too, as humans, we're always going to like over be overconfident and like this person's better. Mm -hmm. You're always going to find the things that they're better at. You're never going to let yourself be like, but I'm better at this. Mm -hmm. And so comparing yourself is just not, it's just going to be mentally just not great. Mm -hmm. And so I would think like, as a young athlete, something that I wish I would have done is just had fun and yeah. slow down because the more fun you have with it, the more you want to go to practice, the more mm -hmm. you want to learn. And a big part of being an athlete is also like learning your craft, learning what you like, learning what you're good at, mm -hmm. learning what system works for you, learning the game. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes we stray away from that now. Yes. And so I think, you know, the more fun you have and the, and the relaxed, more relaxed you can be, um, 
will honestly make you a better athlete in general. Yeah. And, you know, like find other ho like hobbies. And, yeah. you know, I think for me when I was younger, like I used to always say, I'm a basketball player. And my mom's like, no, you're a person. You are Kayla. And I'm not a basketball player. The basketball does not define me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something too, like a lot of young athletes struggle with is like, yeah, their sport defines them. And that can't be the case because when you have, you're going to have a bad day, mm -hmm. you're going to have maybe a bad week, a bad season, a mm -hmm. bad game, a bad practice, whatever, it, whatever it is. And you can't let that mm -mm. now affect your relationships or affect your schoolwork, affect your friendships, affect whatever else you have to do for the rest of the day. And so it's also finding those other identities. And that's what some something I always pride myself on and tell any young athlete who asks is like, find your other identities too. Like yeah. I'm, yes, I am a basketball player, but I'm Kayla Richardson is me. Yeah. And I'm also a psych major and I'm also a girlfriend. I'm also a a daughter i'm also mm -hmm. a friend i'm also yeah. a cousin i'm also mm -hmm. all of these other yeah. things that can also define me as a whole mm -hmm. and so i would just say to younger younger athletes like slow down like yeah. don't make it as big as it is and i know that's hard in the moment i know yeah. that's really hard but you know when you get to college it is a lot <laughs> of your life it's 90 percent of what you do yeah and so wait wait till then like don't yeah. like everyone's so excited to go to college and college is great but also enjoy having no responsibilities yeah. and and being young and learning yourself and all of those different fun yeah. things that come with being a younger athlete who's just starting out. Yeah, it's such great advice. Yeah. Yeah. So what's one word to define Kayla? Probably outgoing. Outgoing. Yeah. Yes. I, I love mean, talking. So I love people. Words. I'm fascinated. Yeah. I am going to make so many reels out of this that it's going to be one yeah. big reel. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And yeah. one of my favorite words in the whole world is grit. Mm-hmm. Tell me what your perspective is. I, think, I can't wait to hear. I think grit is the ability to show up the same every day. Mm -hmm. I think you can't let other things affect how hard you work, what you do, um, stuff like that. I think it's, it's honestly showing up every day because mm -hmm. sometimes that's even the hardest part is just showing up and not only showing up, but also performing and performing not in the sense of being successful because you can perform and fail and still be successful in my eyes. Like if I got better today, but I missed 100 shots, but I perfected a new move, that's fine. And so I think the ability to, you know, continue to push mm -hmm. and not let naysayers, not let other external forces like really determine your mindset and mm -hmm. your goals for that day, your goals for that season, I think mm -hmm. is the like how I would define grit. Love it. Kayla, this was such a pleasure. Um, we're, you are going to you're going to brighten up a young athlete's life with your advice. Your teammates are going to be so proud. Your coaches. We're so excited to see what the future holds for you. And uh, thank you for helping us change the athletic culture. Of course. Uh, awesome. Good luck. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Remember, every small step counts in the journey towards self-improvement. Keep it real. Empower those around you. And let's break barriers together. Much love and gratitude. A.T.